0: Give us some men who know the truth
1: and who will declare the truth and who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of
0: God unto salvation. serious I'll find
1: notification bell is not deceiving you we are actually here <laughs> i know it's been a while yeah it has been. well and it's not our fault i mean sometimes life is just life it is. but we have not abandoned you we are here for you the people and i say we because it's not just me and my voice is in my head lou is over there yeah
2: my and, voice is too in my and head.
1: we're fairly certain you're not one of the voices in my head right
2: yeah probably okay. not okay
1: yeah. we're yeah. we're gonna go with that you're not hopefully that that's true because if so then my entire life is really weird i need one of those jackets that buckles in the back then so anyway we're here and we are here to tell you that um every sin hates all of life so not some of it all of it and warning because i know we teased this out like a month ago when we did our last recording but i have not forgotten i actually have two count them two news stories one of them you have not seen Okay. I purposely did not show it to you because Oh, it's, you like surprising me. Yes. Oh no, you're going to like this one. This okay. this is worth it. Because I think it's going to help encapsulate some of the things we cover in the first news story. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Before, however, we get to that first news story, let's actually build a foundation. And we're going to try to do this as quickly as we can. So, my goal will be to not turn into the micro machines guy like halfway through, but you know that happens on occasion. The reason I say that is because we have a lot of verses, but they serve a purpose if we see them from the big picture moving down. Does that make sense? Yep. No. All right, so flip over in your Bibles. Push the little buttons to Proverbs chapter 7 because none of you actually are flipping through pages. I know this. You're either clicking or scrolling on your phone, and that doesn't make you bad people. I'm just aware of reality. <laughs> As I'm looking at a tablet and you're looking at a laptop.
2: <laughs> does, does yours have a heading for this section?
1: Um, no, mine only has a heading for the entirety of the chapter.
2: The heading for this section in my bible is the crafty
1: harlot oh mine see mine's at the top of the chapter the wiles of the harlot okay
0: Okay. yeah
1: which which is one of the reasons why i prefer (laughs) the nasb because at least the nasb had enough human decency to soften that language just a smidgen because the 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 hebrew is not kind yeah and the esv is like the treachery of a whore Seriously, guys! <laughs> seriously. Yeah, this is the new. Like new I studio. have to be able to read this in front of actual people. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's like little old ladies in church going, Did what did he just say about everybody? Like that <laughs> Pastor, it? I'm not sure that's appropriate. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I could
2: imagine the It's whole like my the one side. quibble
1: with the ESV. And keep in mind, I'm snow shovel to the face guy. Like I'm Nehemiah thirteen guy, and even I'm going, Okay, seriously, guys. Could, you did that on purpose. Right. You know you did it on purpose, and I know you did it on purpose. But that's that. The ESV drives me insane because everywhere where the NSV translates "harlot," the ESV translates the word "whore," mm-hmm. and everywhere the NASB translates "harlotry," the the ESV translates whoredom.
2: They must have, yeah, they must have toned it down a little bit in this ESV. This is the warning against the, the adulteress. Oh, and see, that's that is, helpful. That is much, that's, much more palatable. There's probably
1: an update that I'm not aware of, but yeah, the last time <laughs> I looked at it, that's, and I'm just reading through going, guys, you're yeah. you're yes. killing me with this. Like, like I seriously Brutal. once, I once had a, had a sweet lady, she's in her early 60s, come up to me after a sermon because she didn't know what a brothel was. Wow.
2: Okay. So, I mean. How old was this person?
1: Early 60s. Really? She didn't know what a brothel was.
2: Man, she had been living under a rock. And now
1: I'm like, okay, how do you politely describe a brothel?
2: <laughs> oh, your snow shovel to the face, guy. What'd you what'd
1: you say? I I, I was I how would I say the dwelling place of a of the ladies of a, of the evening. Oh, that's see, wasn't that nice? Yeah, that's not at all what I pictured you <laughs> would have said. Yeah, it was polite. It was yeah. sweet. And she was just like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a double O out of. He was like, oh, like it hit her. And she's like, okay, that makes. That's terrible, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, that's why I appreciate the NASP for this. So anyway, we're in Proverbs 7.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just had to... Stop. Yeah, no, no, we're, completely, we're completely off
1: the rails. So the the beginning of the chapter is just a warning to the sun. Listen to me. Don't follow after this other thing because this is the end result of following after the other thing. Mm-hmm. Fair summary?
0: Sure.
1: All right. For at the window of my house, I looked out through my lattice... So, Solomon here is chilling at the house, looking over Jerusalem. And I saw among the naive and discerned among the youths a young man lacking sense. That's never good. It's sounds never like, good. Sounds like Rockford. <laughs> it's never good to be so dumb that people can look at you and go, look at that idiot right there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a special kind of dumb. Like, imagine Solomon just sitting there drinking this cup of coffee in the evening, looking out at the city and be like, hey, look, 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 look. Look at this idiot. He doesn't know anything. Watch what he's going to do. Don't ask me why Solomon was suddenly trending towards a Guido Italian accent there at the <laughs> end. Hey, Stevie, come here. Look at this fool down here. Watch what he's going to do. I bet you a dollar it's going to be dumb. All right? So that's what's going on here. Passing through the street near her corner, and he takes the way to her house. Now, this is why Solomon can automatically tell that this kid's a nitwit, because he's walking towards the harlot's house. You, you don't do that. This is not good. And how did he know it was towards the harlot's house is what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> everybody knows. Okay. See, these, these are the questions that I asked. I was sitting <laughs> – it's been a couple of years now. I was sitting in a um, – I forget what the purpose of this meeting was. Oh, they were planning a block party. That was the purpose of the meeting. We were meeting at a police station. Nice. At a police station in a conference room, okay? Right. They're planning out – this is one of those community outreach things. The police were going to be involved on one side. They wanted area churches involved on the other side. and what they were going to do was go into this neighborhood and do one of those, like, mini carnival things, you know, clean up yards and paint the houses and have fairs for the kids and give them cotton candy and, and that sort of thing and maybe pass out a gospel track at three. You, you know the type of event I'm talking about. You bet. No. Where are we meeting again? At, at the police department. we at the police department. Yeah. Okay. Big three-story police department. We're in the basement conference center. And the guy's like, in this neighborhood really needs our help and I mean this is just one of those it's one of the worst neighborhoods in town I mean I could take you to the neighborhood right now and show you who the drug dealers are and who the prostitutes are in this neighborhood
2: wait a minute they know who they are and where they live and they're still there
0: oh right we're where yeah. we're at, at the, the police at the police department yeah. dude
1: can you just go upstairs and let them know and then they can go arrest these people and they, see <laughs> this is we are a broken broken people
2: Something similar happened to me years ago. I'm living across the street um, from a guy who's dealing drugs out of his house. Nobody likes him in the neighborhood. They all want him gone. Um, I'd had enough, and uh, I see this police, uh, the sheriff's car coming down my street. I walk out in the middle of the street and put my hand out. Stop. i like, hey! I walk up to him. I says, listen. I says, I've been living here for years. My family's lived in this neighborhood for over 50 years. This guy's dealing drugs out of his house. Everybody knows it. We need something done about it. This is bad. Kids are everywhere. He does it right in front of us. And the cop says, yeah, we know. <laughs> and well, I'm like, huh? He says, we're, we're working on it. Just trust me. I'm like, okay. All right. A couple months later, they did bust him. But, but still. Holy cow, man. The guy's been doing it for years.
1: Yeah, so... Just a proof that have brokenness of humanity is not a new thing. Right. Solomon, same thing. Solomon looking at Jerusalem, but hey, look, look, he, he's he's going to the brothel. Since we all know what that word means now. Yeah. <laughs> and to, like you, how does, he, how does he know which light? There's no red lights. This is not Amsterdam. So, in the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and in the darkness, and behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. So, Apparently that coffee kept Solomon up all night because this, this dude is going in it's, and out at all hours of the evening and yeah. Solomon's watching.
2: Yep, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry.
1: <laughs> Chucking chairs across the room. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. Well, those things kind of go together. I mean She's walking the streets, yeah. Now notice there's a there's a little bit of a distinction I want to make right here. Don't lie to yourself, Christian. We all lie to ourselves. We all assume that every person who is in this position of life is there because of some unfortunate circumstance of themselves, you know? What's the—I probably can't make this joke. No, I'm not going to make this joke. I'm not going to make this joke. (laughs) No, okay, I'll make the joke. Have the kids close their ears for a second. It's the old joke that every exotic dancer is a girl making her way through college. Like, she doesn't want to do this, but she just needs the money to pay for school.
2: It pays so good. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that— yeah no that's not sometimes it's sometimes she's a crackhead and mm-hmm. this is how she makes a living you know sometimes people are just evil right and we are really good at giving people the benefit of the doubt which you should give as many people the benefit of the doubt as you can yeah but we right. are so good at it that we will do it unto the detriment of reality and we will look at the drug dealer or the prostitute in the street corner that we know is there and be like that poor soul they just you know some the only one or two decisions have gone differently and then look maybe that's the case but we're here now, and we have to deal with the reality now. And when we excuse sin until the end of time and refuse to just call it sin, we allow not just the lie of society to be upheld, but we allow the lie of the individual's heart to be upheld. And that's the danger. Hold on one second.
2: Please shut that off. Thank you.
1: My wife left a space heater on in this room, and Lou and I are slowly roasting to death. Oh my death. goodness. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm you, know, you, got a sweater on, man, and I'm like, oh are you what oh, are you doing? This? We're not gonna make it? We're not gonna make it. so so this is where you want another good example. I actually saw this um not this past year so not twenty twenty two Southern Baptist convention 2021's, there was a resolution to be adopted on condemnation of abortion, and this was from a group that um oh, what's the name of the group? It's um Durbin's group out of Arizona. Oh, um. You know what I'm talking
2: about, though. Uh, absolutely, yes. Is it uh,
1: end, uh, end Human Abortion or Abolish Abortion Now or something like that? End
2: yeah, and Abortion Now. End Abortion. It's one of those. Something like but that, But it comes
1: yeah. out of Apology Church. They had gotten with a Southern Baptist pastor from Oklahoma and presented a resolution in alignment with their values, which is a good way to do it. And they, um, there was an audible gasp when the resolution was argued over because it presented the resolution and basically said, if you have an abortion, you've committed murder. Right. And, you know, people started buckling because Christians don't usually talk like that. They like to view women as victims in abortion, not as murderers in abortion. And when the time came to debate the motion, the guy who presented the motion actually had a woman with him who had who's a member of his church who had be- previously had an abortion. And he started describing her and talking about her. She's standing right there. And he said that she had murdered her child. And when he said that, I kid you not, 8 9,000 people in the room audible <laughs> you could hear it, yeah. because who talks like that? We lie to ourselves and we say, "Well, what? people who
2: understand the gravity of the situation oh, and, how and often, what they're doing." But
1: how often do we sit there and go, "Well, you know, that poor thing was put in a bad situation, and she made a terrible decision, and and we don't we don't ever call the spade a spade." And the argument against the motion was just that yeah. that we we want to view women as the victims in abortion, that they're strong armed into it, and they're lied to, and they're deceived. And, what
2: about the children? And,
1: well, and so, in some yeah. and are women sometimes lied to and strong-armed and deceived. Sure, yes, sure, absolutely. but is that every single abortion every no, time? No, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, they like to they like to paint things with broad strokes <laughs> yes. and make it make it as palatable as you can possibly make it. But the situation is dire. And, they are murdering babies, and
1: that's why I like this right here because yeah. this is the, the description of this woman is oh no 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 she's not a victim she's not. You know, just, oh, poor little thing, you know. She didn't make enough money off tips to support her way through school, so she had to drop out and do this. No, she's – this is the plan. This is the trap right. that she has laid down.
2: Yeah, the, the, the new King James puts it this way, that uh, she's lurking at every corner. <laughs> See, oh, Interesting oh, language. That's bad. Yeah.
1: She is – boy, I'm oh, sorry, I read that. She is now in the streets, now in the squares, and lurks by every corner. There you go. Yeah. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings today i have paid my vows therefore i have come out to meet you to seek your presence earnestly and i have found you now basically, wow basically let's let's how do we put this politely so she's
2: so she's offering up her offerings to god she's paid her vows and now she's out on a corner prostituting herself yeah.
1: she is now ritually clean because she has done everything that is necessary to be done at the temple right right so she's ready to go
2: that's an interesting picture isn't it oh man go ahead Uh, i don't want to derail you i'm just processing yeah that's
1: why i like that's why i love these passages this is someone who has just come from the temple laid down her offerings is ritually ceremonially and as much as the priest can declare spiritually clean right the the priest turned into that little lady at the end of poltergeist (laughs) this house is clean You
2: went there, and I just pictured that lady. You can see, you
1: stand at the top of the stairs. Yes. This house is clear.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. I have spread
1: my couch with coverings with colored linens of Egypt. See, even back then, Egyptian cotton was, you know, the bee's knees, apparently. You know, good high thread count. <laughs> right. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Nice. It cin- might be a
2: little irritating. Yeah,
1: the, the cinnamon's <laughs> kind of bugging me there. Yeah. Like, the myrrh and the aloe, like, it, never mind. I was going to say something bad. But, well, it's not bad. But wouldn't the aloe be, like, greasy to yeah. lay in?
2: And then, I don't get now it. Now
1: you're stuck. Am I a Did cinnamon Did
2: they dry bun? it, or? I don't know.
1: And then I got to roll in the cinnamon after I touch the aloe. What are we going to bake me at 350 for 25 minutes? <laughs> what What is she, the witch from Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. This lady's gotten weird. Okay. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses. Wow. Special. Yes, isn't it? Don't you love it now? Mm-hmm. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey.
2: Oh, and she's married.
1: <laughs> that was just like frying pan to the face. I saw that when it hit you. Yeah. It's like, wait wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up here, lady. Wait, yeah. wait a cotton-picking mitten. Uh, yeah, this this isn't just sub this isn't just, you know, like cunning and hatred. This is subterfuge and this is morality at every level. Right. If there's a possible way for this to be wrong, it is. And that's why I love this description because <clears throat> when I talk about cutting down the lie, You can't lie to yourself. So the initial lie would have been, well, you know, poor girl found herself. Oh, no, wait, she's cunning and trapping him and chasing him down, not the other way around. Okay, well, you know what? She's just completely immoral and doesn't care about anything. Oh, she went to the temple and offered sacrifice. Okay, never mind. Well, you know, she was an old maid, or, you know, she didn't have a dowry. Oh, wait, she's married. Never mind. Go. I'm... Help me out here, lady. Yeah, you, you, right. You turn into Doctor Evil from um, from um, Austin Powers. Throw me a bone here. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing. There's there's yeah. no level upon which this woman is a sympathetic character. You bet. And that's important because right. she's not meant to be. Right. Because what is she meant to represent at the end of the day?
2: Well, I think this is a, an allegory that shows the the state of people, the people of God in this instance. Um, and how far they can fall, and, and 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 they think that they're offering up offerings to God that they're clean, and then when they they walk out, they're they're practicing harlotry It's yeah. another code word for what? We're no Idolatry. Longer, we're
1: no longer dealing with wisdom and righteousness. we right. in the fullness of folly and sin. She right. is sin personified. Right. She might as well be right. the serpent slithering out of the shadows and saying, he did, did it, God really say. really say? Right. It's, that's that's no, exactly it. what she is. Nope, that's, that's exactly it. what she is. Yep, I agree. And that's intentional. Yep. Now, he has taken a bag of money with him. At the full moon, he will come home. And with many persuasions, she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. So again, she's the aggressor in all of this. She knows the way of right. She knows what is good. And by the way, it's not like the marriage is a failure either. He's got a money bag and taking a long journey. He's got means. She doesn't have to do this. She wants to. Mm Mm-hmm. Suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter. Love that. Or as one in fetters to, to the discipline of a fool. Oh, sorry. sorry. Until an arrow pierces through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare so he does not know that it will cost him his life. Gosh, she's purty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to be a
0: cinnamon bun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he follows along. And what's following her down this road is not just following her down to a road of a oops messed up it's not following her down the road of a mistake this is following her down the road that she follows this is following her iniquity and destruction this is forsaking all that we know of righteousness all that we know that is good and following all that we know is evil right. and that's key because this is the end result it will cost him his life mm-hmm. it destroys sin destroys everything this is why we started where we did all of sin or every sin hates all of life yeah this is what does sin do it corrupts it destroys what does the devil do john 8 yeah. one of my favorite verses i always like to come back to he's a liar and the father of lies he's a murderer from the beginning you walk in his ways you follow after him that's why was it second peter three i believe read second peter it'll do you good the middle of jude talks about the way of Cain, right? Following after the murderer, standing in the um in the folly of Janus and Jambres, trying to deceive people away from God, trying to war against God. Leading you to what? Mm. Absolutely nothing that is good and everything that is bad, it is the way. Right. Proverbs will tell you what. There's a way which seems right to a man, and in the end that way leads to death.
2: Yeah. Well, it's something that came to my mind when you, when you mentioned John, um, he also says in 10.10 that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. And so, this, I mean, yes. that's exactly what this is. Sin is lurking, and it's, it's ready to pierce your liver with that arrow. And
1: the, um, Luke take, 12 is the other one I thought of. Okay. The, um, the, the foolish harmer. He's had the bumper crop, and he's got to do something, so he builds all the silos and storage barns to store his crop, and then he says, oh, look, my soul is now satisfied. And God comes down and says, you fool your very soul is required of you this night and what will be of the things that you have built yeah, they're, they're, so it is everyone who is poor towards God basically, and rich towards the world mm-hmm. you can't build your life on the here and now if you do you are building it upon a lie you are building it upon that which will corrupt that which will destroy and the yeah. end of that thing is, is death yeah. it is the destruction of everything it is the false shepherd it is the lying leadership it is the false gods it's, it's everything the end is death. You could it's on a passage like this, you're going, Well, how do you explain this from other parts of scripture? Pick it you could almost like just like close your Bible, close your eyes, open your Bible, put your hand down. Oh look, that helps explain this. I mean, the way of Cain, the prophets that were going against not the prophets, the magicians going against Moses, the prophets of Baal, um oh shoot, what's his name? The 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 guy with the donkey. His name was just right out of my head. Oh no, what you didn't did. Dude. Yeah, see? See, in numbers.
2: Right. Um
1: I got Naaman stuck in my head, and I know that's not the right name.
2: Not Naaman, but... Oh, I forget.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's gonna... You know there's someone yelling at their phone right now, the name of this guy. Because his name is almost the same as the king who hires him. Oh, my goodness. But he'd be another example. All the parables of the New Testament. Numbers what? It's number something. Oh, my goodness. It's, um...
2: Here it is. uh, The donkey saw... uh, Balaam. Balaam.
1: Balaam. Balak hires him yeah. Balaam is his name Balak oh, and my Balaam and, and listen you know there's somebody yelling at their phone it's Balaam you idiots I finally hmm. heard him yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 took <Take> you a <laughs> second wait a minute <laughs> that's not how that works guess it does that
2: <laughs> <laughs> does not <in> yours <laughs> in your
0: head <laughs>
1: so right? why is this an important foundation to build upon well that's the news story that I have for you today okay <clears throat> you're gonna like this teen girls well you're not gonna like this but this is gonna help explain your world Teen girls are experiencing record levels of violence, sadness, and suicide risk in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report released Monday. This is a couple weeks old, but, you know. Data showed 57% of high school girls felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. A nearly 60% increase in the highest level reported over the past decade. Mm -hmm. In comparison... 29% 29% of boys the same age reported the same feelings. Now I want to stop for a second because I actually found where this report was teased out ideologically.
2: Okay. So, where would it come from? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: hmm. no, because it's a CDC report Is and then it? I I don't know if the two reports go together, but they're they're piggybacking on the same data. Okay. So, I'm going to give you the four groups. You ready? All right. I want you to rank them in highest suicidality, you know, feelings of suicide to lowest. Okay. All right. All right. And we only have – we have two political ideologies and two genders because there are only two genders. Wait a minute. (laughs) So you ready? Yep. You've got conservative – and again, these are broad spectrums. So you have conservative girls, Mm -hmm. conservative boys, liberal girls, and liberal boys. Okay? So who do you think is most suicidal?
2: I'm biased. I'd say the liberal – uh, as far as it's the, four
1: um, groups one two three four so did you say liberals liberal, so, liberal, liberal, boys liberal or girls? girls liberal girls are the most suicidal who would you think is next liberal boys and then
2: um conservative girls and then conservative boys
1: you nailed it that's really? exactly what the data shows and not only that hmm. it's like leaps and bounds liberal boys are way more suicidal than conservative girls now yeah, is every stripe of that. conservatism the same? No, you have you know, neocons know conservatism, you have classical conservatism, you have libertarian conservatism, you have all, but overall, if you just take the left of center, right of center, why would that be the case? I think there's an actual valid answer. There's a worldview that is established in a conservative mindset of holding to the ideas of the past, of holding to things that we have observed to have been good, which is what conservatism is attempting to do mm-hmm. politically. not religiously but politically you're saying no no this was good for society we'd like to get back to that Mm -hmm. this is bad for society we'd like to reject it that's what conservatism is trying to do Mm -hmm. when you provide that with a worldview you actually give people something they live for that is beyond themselves and typically a conservative mindset comes with some manner of a religious mindset it's not always Christian Mm -hmm. sometimes it's Jewish sometimes it's Muslim it can even be Mormon or Jehovah's Witness they're cults by the way (laughs) for sure but There are very, very few atheist or agnostic—well, I'll leave the agnostics out. There are very few hardcore atheists there on the conservative end of the spectrum. Agreed?
2: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: So I think the reason becomes the more you actually have a hope beyond you, something that you're living for, the less you are storing up for yourself treasures here. The less your life here is the end-all, be-all. Liberalism leans more towards the agnostic, atheistic side of the religious spectrum— where's the hope it's all here mm-hmm. now enter into the world of the last few years imagine you're a politically liberal teenager in 20 something
2: well they're pushing a narrative that is is so destructive to our culture and our society that we're starting i think we're starting to see the effects on the children because they're they're pushing these ideas in every avenue i mean you can't you can't even log log your child into uh, kids youtube Something that's supposed to be designed to keep garbage away from them. And
1: time out for a even yeah. beyond that, because yeah. they would argue that that's a political idea. I'm talking yeah. about existentially. So, if you're a liberal, what's your worldview right now? If you're a political liberal, what's your worldview right now? We're all gonna die of climate change by 2030 or 2035, and you know, or we're gonna get shot up at the mall because you crazy conservatives won't give up your guns. Or we're all gonna die of COVID because you won't wear your seventeen masks. I mean this is the world for the last
2: yeah, three years. Yep.
1: Everything is existential dread. The banks are gonna collapse, someone's gonna shoot you, the you know, comets from the sky, you know, greenhouse gases. This is the entirety of your world. And when you enti- the entirety mm. of your world is built on the here and now, and you see it as nothing but existential dread, is it any wonder? That they're a little bit more suicidal than the other side of the spectrum? Now, is that because every conservative has a robust theology and belief in God? No. But there is an understanding of the rising tide helping all boats. Mm -hmm. The sun and the rain fall on the just and the wicked. What conservatism has gotten right politically is that it is supplying a worldview that even if you do not believe in the foundations of that worldview, right. the application of that worldview is actually good for human flourishing. Right. Even if the the nitwit from Proverbs seven isn't a godly, reformed Jewish believer offering sacrifices at the temple, not going to the harlot's house is still a good thing, <laughs> societally speaking. Right. 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 It would st- he would still be better off in life if he didn't go down that corner. So even if he's not getting the spiritual benefit in eternity, he is still getting some temporal benefit. Right. Now, to tease this out, the detailed statistics here. High school should be a time of trailblazing, not trauma, said Deborah Ori. We're gonna go with Ori on that. The agency's chief medical officer and deputy director for program and science. This data show our kids need far more support to cope, hope, and thrive. She was so close, you know? She was so close to a nice rhyme there, and she just threw it away. She threw it away. It was,
2: yeah, senseless.
1: The CDC's Youth Risk Behavior Survey also found 30% of girls seriously considered attempting suicide a nearly 60% increase from a decade ago, 18% experienced sexual violence in the past year, a 20% increase since 2017, and 14% had been forced to have sex, a 27% increase since 2019. Okay. That's brutal.
0: Yeah. That's
1: absolutely brutal. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about that. Yeah. That's a brutal world. Now, my curiosity would be is why those numbers affect one end of the political spectrum more than the other. The new report also underscored emotional distress among teens who identified as LGB, LGBTQ+. They, they didn't have the T. I didn't edit that out. They didn't put it there. Okay. I'm so used to it, I almost said it. They just noticed the LGBTQ+. <laughs> oh,
2: right. Yeah. Uh, you never know. It's the alphabet.
1: <clears throat> so, what were their findings? Nearly 70% of the alphabet people experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. Now, just stop for a second. Christian.
0: Yeah.
1: Christian. I'd like to talk to you for a minute. Do you feel like the world in general around you is disapproving of alphabet behavior?
2: No, I think they're starting to come around. I mean, in almost every aspect, like Andy Stanley is coming out with...
1: Not just the church, I just mean the world in general. Do you feel like the alphabet brigade is oppressed in our society?
2: I I wouldn't say oppressed, no. Do,
1: Do you feel like they are cast aside? Do you no. think that they are mocked? Do you think they are, in general, in the society, not in your household, not in your neighborhood, I mean, in the society <laughs> in general, do you think that they are I think forgotten or on the outs in any shape, form, or fashion?
2: No, it's in everything you do. You no. can't watch a show. I mean, you I agree. I mean, I it's agree. crazy.
1: Now, with that stipulated, is that a new occurrence? Like, has that only been the case, like, for the last 20 minutes? Or has that been the case for the last several... Years.
2: Oh yes, at least the last several years. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So why are seventy percent of alphabet students experiencing persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness?
2: Well, because they know they're living a lie.
1: And see, that's when I talk about the rising tide with all boats. This is the difference between the wisdom of the world and the the wisdom of God and the folly of the world. Who oh, is? I smack my microphone. The f- wisdom of God and the folly of the world. Even if you are doing everything the society tells you that you're supposed to be doing you're eventually realizing what? Like, homeboy of Proverbs 7 isn't waking up the next morning going, I am so glad I did that.
2: <laughs> no, he's dead. He's waking up on <laughs> the other side of the hereafter because of that, that arrow in his liver. And
1: even, and even if that's spiritually dead and he makes it to the sunrise, he's not waking up the next day going, I am so glad I followed her back to her place.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm never going to regret having to wash the cinnamon out of my armpits.
2: That's a picture,
1: isn't it? Though, yes. Still trying to figure out why you're sprinkling cinnamon. Because I mean, cinnamon's a bra- it's abrasive and it makes you sneeze and it burns your throat if you use it. To- I mean, yeah. you can't I mean, imagine like spicing the bed with it, spreading it out on the linens. I'm never getting past this.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing some kind of potpourri type thing, but I, I don't know why they would they would like put it in the bed.
1: See, see, I'm yeah. not getting past this. Yeah, these are the questions that keep me out of the really good schools. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs>
1: 52% had recently experienced poor mental health. This is the alphabet brigade. 45% had seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year, and 22% had attempted suicide in the past year. One, one in four, basically. Mm. One, nearly one quarter were bullied at school, and about 30% were, were bullied online in 2021. So, even if you think that's a high number, a quarter of them were bullied. Okay, let's be honest. Like, half of every teenager is bullied in some shape, form, or fashion.
2: Oh, it's brutal. Kids are it, mean.
1: And and I don't count online. If you, if you are a victim of online bullying, that's a you problem. Yeah, you don't have to go there. Yeah, yet. like no one made you go to Facebook. No one made you open your Snapchat. No one you can block people. It's, it's allowed. It's twenty twenty three. You can you can hit the block button. You can hit the delete button. So I don't give any credence to that whatsoever. My online life is affecting my mental health. Get offline. Touch grass. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Get off my lawn. I'm getting off of my angry old man's soapbox now. Mm-hmm. Again, though, even if you think a quarter is high, the fact that it's a quarter they're bullied but 70% are having poor mental health and persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness, those numbers don't jive. That's not a correlation. There's something broken beyond just that. For sure. And now here's the other one. Let me finish this and then we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to somebody else. Young people are experiencing a level of distress that calls on us to act with urgency and compassion, said Kathleen Ethier, Director of Adolescent and School Health at the CDC. They have more departments over there. Oh, yeah. There's a government agency for everything. everything. It's frightening. With the right programs and services in place, schools have the unique ability to help our youth flourish. No, they don't. No, they don't the insanity that's causing that level of sadness and hatred and difficulty is not going to be fixed <clears throat> excuse me it's not going to be fixed with a better school program you can't after school program your way out of that
2: well if, uh, <laughs> you can't fix that that level of depravity with mm-hmm. with a school program you have to you have to do some soul searching you have to get into the word of god to kind of at least tell you what you're doing is wrong because people they want they want you to tell them that, that it's okay
1: you see why i liked the solomon passage here at proverbs 7 he doesn't look and go oh well you know there she was just confused and no and even if you wanted to make an excuse as that passage went on you're left with nothing you're left with just what sin right now why is that important okay here's the story you don't have all right you ready i'm ready Alright, Arkansas woman arrested accused of making bomb threats in Oxford. Oh boy. Okay. This is from Oxford, Mississippi. Okay. Oxford, Mississippi. Oxford police said an Arkansas woman is facing charges for making bomb threats in rebel territory. I'm assuming that's a football <laughs> reference. 29-year-old Lily Mestemacher is accused of false reporting of placing of explosives. Police said they got information that she was mentioning bomb threats in Oxford on social media several times. Mestemacher was arrested in Conway, Arkansas. Bond was set at $50,000. Okay? This story is part of the problem. Did you just look it up? I-, I did, but I don't think I got the right— You did. You did. That's Lily. I was going to show you. That was the next thing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. The picture
2: is worth a thousand words. Oh, my. That's the point.
1: When I read that story, what were you picturing in your mind? A woman. Let, let me help. I encourage you to Google this. Um, again, Lily Mestemacher, Arkansas woman arrested. I, this is from WCBI, which, uh, which is a uh, an Oxford, Mississippi uh, news station. Um Lily, I can't read the chart there, but that's at least above 5 feet tall, maybe 6 feet tall.
2: Yeah, you really can't tell. Yeah.
1: So let's just assume average height. Average this is height a of the big,
2: burly-looking person. Average
1: height of, the, of an American male is 5'9". Um, um, so let's just assume Lily here is somewhere in the 5'9"-6 foot range. Mm-hmm. Lily's at least 240. Mm. Lily has a beard and a mustache. Um, Lily has blonde hair to his shoulders. But the roots are black to his ears. Mm. It almost looks like somebody sewed a weave into his his round head. Yeah. He has red blush face paint on his cheeks, like you would have, like you were doing a clown show. Yeah, you can't make this up.
2: <clears throat> now I can't believe they identified this person as a lady.
1: Well, he identifies himself as a lady. I'm sure he does. It would but... be just sinful and you know horrendous and you you evil bigoted person to to deny the reality that this fine thing is is anything other than a she. Well, they... <laughs> you know, I, I almost got that all out with a straight face. Oh
2: man, this is it's, it was startling, guys. I I'm, I'm you know just looking up some of the words that Michael is saying, and I'm like, I'm looking down to, in, in the sheet, and I'm like,
1: oh, I saw I saw when you got to the picture.
2: Yeah. He's <coughs> yeah. wearing an orange sh- sh- jumpsuit top. Yeah, I think probably that's probably the prison yeah. outfit. But
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, uh-huh. There's no explanation for this. Now, why do I relate this story to that? This is a news station. This is a CBS station in Oxford, Mississippi. Mississippi doesn't have a whole bunch of major towns. Oxford is one of them. They are so devoted to the lie they are so devoted to the religion and course of this world that they are willing to call what anybody would call some demented rodeo clown a woman mm-hmm. simply because he claims to be one and goes by the name Lily. Now, I'm using Lily because I don't know what his name was before, but and I don't really care what you want to call yourself. So. I
2: wonder if they put him in the woman's side or the man's See, side See, I the thought
1: jail. that, but I didn't want to ask because I was afraid somebody might tell me. <laughs> And I don't want to know the answer to that truthfully at this point because neither answer is probably going to end up well.
0: Mm.
1: But now, why does that relate? Because when you are confronted with destruction and decay on the outside all around you, and you are living a life that is in and of itself destruction and decay, what do you think your mental state is going to be? Do you think you're going to be all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows? do you think you're going to be in a good mood and have solid mental health?
2: Well, I I, I think that unlike our – we joke around, we have voices in our heads. Mm -hmm. I I think this is a general – I think this is a genuine disorder. They used to call it gender dysphoria, Mm -hmm. and there's probably lots of other names for it, in scientific, APA, you know, the American Psychological Association. But they're turning a blind eye to it. These people are running Mm -hmm. around. They – They aren't getting the help that they need. Some people are genuinely demented, Mm -hmm. but uh, other people are— But you
1: can't deal with those people because in order to deal with the demented ones, you have to overlook the lying ones. Right, right. And the problem is we have so many lying ones in our society now that you can't actually get to the demented. I would argue that Lily here is probably on the demented scale. That face is not a mentally Right, he
2: didn't look like he was mentally Yeah, he's,
1: he's he's not okay. Yeah. He is not okay. Yeah, yeah. But the, the fact of the matter, and this is the point that I'm trying to get at, is that if that's what you see and that's what the world is okaying, and you're actually struggling with literal demons. Mm-hmm. I mean, we joke about people wrestling with their demons. When you're yeah. the alphabet brigade as a teenager, you might actually be wrestling with legitimate, honest-to-goodness demons. Mm-hmm. What hope is there in a normal society of overcoming that?
2: In a normal society,
1: there's probably there's still not like huge success rates.
2: Probably not, but at least now, they got a better.
1: What hope is there in this society?
2: Oh yeah, it's infinitely it's... less.
1: Now, so you look at the suicide rates and you look at the the suicidality, the mindset towards suicide, and people are go. I don't understand. I don't understand why these people are like that. That poor woman making those bomb threats. She's obviously very disturbed. Those two sentences are coming out of the same mouth. They're coming from the same mind. And that is a mind that is completely given over to and corrupted by its own sin. Which means it's leading to what? Death. Yeah. It doesn't have anything else. Now, here becomes the problem. You mentioned things like Andy Stanley, who's a well-known pastor, who's going down the road of, of affirming. Opening and
2: affirming, and, yep.
1: And that was only a matter of time for most—I am going to say this—most of the big churches— Because at the end of the day, what are they reliant upon? They're reliant upon their media credentials. They're reliant upon their public goodwill. They're reliant upon corporate donations. They're reliant upon a lot of things outside of themselves, meaning they're reliant upon a lot of things that are influenced and beholden to the world and not God. Mm -hmm. They have no means by which to hold the line. Now, again, we look at that. When I say we, I mean the conservative side of the theological spectrum. The, the average church in America is like 45 people, and most of those churches are probably more solid than they get credit for. We look at that from the other side and go, well, you know, it would just be so much nicer if he would hold the line. It would be so much nicer if he maybe did this. No, it would be nicer if he didn't surrender to sin. Right. And that's what we're not comfortable talking about we want to make the excuse we want to buy into the lie just a little bit because it's a little bit easier it makes our lives a little bit better and we want we don't want to look at it the world that this is insane and it's insane because it's of the devil and you people are going to face judgment for this yeah. when was the last time that was set out in public and i'm serious i i
2: can't think of a not even in my lifetime when's the last time you've heard of it
1: Remember, the oh, how, many, how long ago was it that we talked about this, that um, like 85% of Congress identifies as Christian?
2: Well, yeah, but... No, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no. we know
1: that number's not legitimate. Right. But assuming it's even a tenth of that number, that's 8% of Congress is actually Christian. Somebody who's got a brain, do the math. What's 8% of 535? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, 1% of 535 would be what? Five? Mm-hmm. That'd be 40 guys. Or women, I'm just using guys in the New England sense. 40 people. Not one of them has ever had a marriage bill come along or ever had an alphabet protection bill come along. And none of them have ever gotten up and gone, this is demonic. What's wrong with you people? You're leading people to hell and you're going to destroy their lives and souls. Why don't we argue like that? Well, because I need to leave my religion home. No, 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 you need to wield a bigger Bible.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In Christian, this is the fight we're going to have. Because the world, as we, as we tiptoe around things, the world isn't going to go, oh, look, they're being so nice. Let's just stop right here. They're going to be, oh, look. Look at the wuss. He's not going to stop us. You know what we should do? We run should him run, over. Him over. Yeah, run, him run him over. You want to run him over? Because I want to run him over. Let's run him over. <laughs> this is what they do. And, again, terms and conditions may apply. Your mileage may vary. You have to figure this out in your world. But at the same time, you have to figure out a way that we're actually calling sin. Sin. And we're actually pointing people to the problem. Remember, remember, remember. We have misinterpreted this verse for so long, Romans 2, 4. It is the kindness of God that leads you to repentance. That does not mean you turn into Joel Osteen and you sit there and go, Jesus just loves you, and he wants to pour out his love on you, and he loves you so much, and it doesn't matter what you've done, he loves you. No, no, no. It is the kindness of God that leads you to repentance in that— because always remember, Romans 2 comes after Romans 1— It comes after Paul describing how the judgment of God is poured out upon sin. And you look at that sin and realize that who who was affected by that sin again? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Everyone. Mm -hmm. And that even though I've been affected by that sin and I do that judgment, I see that there is a provision made by Christ and I recognize that as kindness. I still saw the bad news first before I understood the meaning of the good news. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how to make that equation work in your world when you are presenting you can't just nice people in you have yeah. to be you have to be mindful that there is an actual judgment upon sin there is enmity between God and sinners
2: yeah but they you know we should tell the truth with love but I, they're, they're making that illegal
0: this,
2: even if the person uh, uh, knows there's something wrong and is seeking counseling a counselor would could lose their license it's against the law to counsel
1: which is why I said terms and conditions may apply your mm-hmm. mileage may vary you have to figure this out in your world yep now you're also going to have to figure out where the line of render unto caesar stops and render unto god begins and that line is going to be different for a lot of different people in a lot of different lines of work and i get that and there are going to be people who make that calculus differently in the same line of work but be prepared and be thinking through this because the world isn't looking at you going well it's time to slow down it's time for it's time for us to back off you have to be able to you have to be thinking through this and go how do I deal with this how do I proclaim this
2: yeah yeah my group my kids growing up um they had a lot of different types of friends some were like you know the loners Mm -hmm. and the emos but there was Mm -hmm. a large homosexual community um so my kids grew up around it I grew up I, I raised my kids, talking to their friends, being as kind as I can. If they asked me yeah. what I thought, I would tell them the truth. Um, sometimes it made a difference. Sometimes it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. It, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that I just pray for the will of God to be done. Because God knows how to keep people in, in, in a situation of judgment and he knows how to deliver people out of that. Agreed. And it, I guess it's a matter of the heart because some people are so <coughs> desperately wicked that they've been handed over to their own lasciviousness to do things which are not natural. Agreed. And, and, and so they're under judgment. And that's because of their own heart.
1: Agreed. Part of that under judgment though is still that proclamation of the truth, which reminds them that they're under judgment. Absolutely. And that's what I'm getting. At. I'm again. I'm not telling you to grab your Bible and just start running down the street and backhanding people with it. No. You know, like don't you're not you know Pete Sampras in the '98 you know U.S. Open. Hi-ya! That's not what I'm explaining. Yeah. Where you are, how you have relationship, how you have opportunity to deal with. Because again, I'm actually I'm not anti like you know, going out into the street and compelling them to come in. However, that's not everybody. Right. I'm not telling you, quit your job and, you know, go stand in the street corner and ray comfort everybody until the end of time or until God calls you home. But I'm telling I, I you— think,
2: I think we're called to be witnesses wherever we're yes, at.
1: And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And the primary witness, though, is in your world. Now, the point that I'm making, though, is if—go so back might go back to my Congress analogy. <clears throat> if you're a congressman, that's your world. mm mm-hmm. You actually have a Christian duty, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, to get up and say, no, I oppose this on moral grounds mm-hmm. because this is wrong and this is evil and this will destroy people because it is wrong and because it is evil. How often is that argument made?
2: I, I, I couldn't tell you, but I think there's a lot of compromise in, in our government system Agreed. and their politicking is what it is.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm just using that one example. Mm-hmm. So if you're a counselor and you're like, okay, I want to be able to counsel these people and help them. However, if I say it like this, I might lose my license. Okay, now you have to wrestle with your conscience before God. Are you okay softening that language to try to get that point across so that you can keep your license but still give them the same warning? And can you? And if you can... If you can do if it. If you can do it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you because, look, how many times have I said, at the end of the day, who's going to answer to God for you?
2: <laughs> you are. You are. Yeah. So
1: if you can live with yeah. it, I can live with it. Right. So... So that's to give your example. Now, if you're sitting there going, there is no way for me to actually proclaim truth without crossing a line. At that point, I think you have your kind of duty-bound to do what?
2: To cross that line. You have
1: to. Yeah. Now, that's not comfortable, and I'm not telling you, hey, you, be glad you get to suffer for the kingdom.
2: Well, actually, Paul tells us that. But... I know, but I'm not
1: telling you that yeah. because you know I'm not in that line of work. Right. So I'm not saying, hey, enjoy the fact that you're going to give up the entirety of your livelihood. And, however, I am telling you, though, that was the dice you rolled when you went into that line of work. And I think that's part of the problem is that we have gotten so comfortable in the world mm-hmm. that we have become of the world. So we are so intertwined with it that if we cut off one tentacle, yeah. we've lost everything. Right, We've lost all the blessings of this place. Look, I'm not telling you to intentionally make your life suck, okay? That's not the goal of Christian living. Mm. The goal of Christian living isn't to be, I'm going to go out into the world and suffer for the name. I shall forsake everything and make my life as miserable as humanly possible. That's not Christian living. Christian living is honoring God and enjoying the blessings of this place as he has provided them. However, we are not to enjoy the blessings of of this place as the world has provided them. Right. Meaning we care about them. We render unto Caesar more than we render unto God. That's, that's, That's the anathema part of this. So what I am saying, though, is... There is, I think, a tendency in us that we are so intertwined in the world mm-hmm. that if we cut off any part of the world, we've lost all of the material blessings that we have been given. And there are blessings.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we have so ingrained ourselves that we're not capable of bringing light and salt because it would cost us more than we're willing to give. Well, at that point, who's God? <laughs> Caesar is, right? Yeah. At that point, Caesar is God. Now, if I'm not talking to you, then I'm not talking to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terms and conditions may apply. Your mileage may vary. Right. This is why I'm always telling you, though. How often should you be evaluated? All the time. Yeah. Ensuring who you are and why you are and what you're doing in this world so that when the time comes, you can actually bring the truth because that's why you're there. That's why you're anywhere. So that when the time comes, you can bear the cross – you can sprinkle the salt. You can smack them with the light, or you know, mix your metaphors however you would like. Sprinkle the light, and smack them with the salt. For all I care, it'll mm-hmm. rub into that cinnamon. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, shine the truth, smack them with the light. No, just shine the truth, sprinkle the light, and 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 you know, and and you know. you got me all mixed yeah. <laughs> up. <laughs> and, and yeah, so there you go. Enjoy <laughs> it. I'm trying to make it as confusing as possible. But you get my, do you get? Am I am I being clear on this? Yep. Okay i'm not trying to be unfair but i am trying to be realistic about the world because again lily is there mm. lily isn't going anywhere and again if you haven't looked at that picture look up that picture it's worth it if the world stands unchallenged that's what sin will produce everywhere and the blessing though of it christian is okay so the world takes everything from us but we have remained faithful what have they taken? If we've remained faithful, we have God. Well, they can't take
2: anything from us. We
1: have the eternity. So even if we've lost all the material blessings, we still have spiritual blessings. Mm -hmm. Now, if the losing of the material blessings are everything to you, then you're more in line with those teenagers in that CDC study than you are anything else. In which case, again, repent for that too Christ has died. Recognize the kindness and, and deal with your life accordingly. But my concern becomes this is the world we live in. And by the way, this is the world we've always lived in. It was the world of Solomon 3,000 years ago in Proverbs. It's the world that looks out and says, how can we corrupt and destroy everything? They don't look at that sweet, nice young man and go, you know, well, we'll leave him be. He looks sweet and innocent. No. No, it's like, oh, fresh meat. Right,
2: right I mean, after it.
1: Yeah, and again, what stop did she pull out? None. None. She went after And there everything. was no shame. No, and, and that's my point.
2: Absolutely none.
1: And that's the, that is what sin produces. So Christian, what's the response? Guard your heart, be grounded in Scripture, know God, and then live in this world for God and not for Caesar. So, have we missed anything? No. Okay, so what have we learned here today, children? The world lies to you. Isn't that the truth? See what I did there?
0: Yeah.
1: Lies have real-time consequences. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Lies have consequences. Yeah. The CDC study points that out. And we must stand firm in the truth of God. Right. This And that's probably going to be the hardest part of this. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be the most blessed part of this as we live in a fallen world, as we stand for the truth. So enjoy. Have fun Googling Lily Mestemacher. She made a mess. I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm telling you. Enjoy the laughter. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.
0: Bye.